it had the components of not being like so physically tired, but being just sort of done, like I'm done and grateful, which is a true practice. Welcome to the Drishti Dozen podcast with Louise Giordani and Ellen Olson-Brown. We're teachers and students of the original 26 and 2 and classic 84 hot yoga practices. Every episode, we bring you 12 minutes of yoga-focused conversation, followed by a challenge to our listeners and ourselves to help us all grow in our yoga practice. You can follow us on Instagram at Drishti Press, D-R-I-S-H-T-I-P-R-E-S-S. This episode is brought to you by Everywhere Activewear, unique, cute, well-fitting, awesome yoga, hot yoga, hot Pilates, swimming, whatever you want to do in it, you can do it everywhere. Clothing. You can follow Everywhere Activewear online, everywhereactivewear.com, or on Instagram, at everywhereactivewear. We're also sponsored by Friendly Yoga Beans, yoga illustrations and products to inspire, instruct, and amuse. You can follow them at Friendly Yoga Beans on Instagram. They also have a website, FriendlyYogaBeans.com. On with the show. Hey, Ellen. Hi, Louise. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. It's really good to hear your voice. Thanks. Can you hear Miles in the background? I can. It always makes me really happy to hear Miles. I think he really wants to put in his two cents. Oh, he's got a lot to say. <laughs> How was your week, Ellen? Um, Louise, my week went great in terms of the yoga challenge that we did. I actually had a blast this week. It was really fun. You know, I planned my week and all the classes that I would go to. And it happened to be one of those weeks where things came together. And I did a couple of very early classes, including your 6 a.m., which I had to leave my house at like 5.05 a.m. to get to. And it was wonderful. Um, I did a couple of other really early classes. And um, I had a great time. And yeah, I think it was really good because if you will recall... The reason that we set up this challenge was that we had both been having kind of stressful weeks the week before, and we noted that we weren't doing a lot of practicing, and we surmised that we would have felt better mentally if we had been practicing a little bit more. And my week was not especially, well, I mean, there was some stuff definitely going on, but um, it felt delicious. I guess that's what I'll say. It felt really great. First of all, not to make the decision every day, am I going to practice, am I not going to practice, to just say, this is when I'm going to show up and I'm going to do it, I'm going to get through class. And it was fun. I took a variety of classes. I did some hot Pilates, taught a couple of 26 pluses, which are fun because I can teach and take at the same time. It was good. It was happened to be a challenge that went well for me and I enjoyed it. How about you? That's great. It it went well in the long run. Yeah. I mean, I went off like you know, gangbusters in the beginning, it was kind of easy, you know, not easy, but like it was easy for me to get to classes and I could schedule it and be there. And and that was all good. But then um, reality hit. And I realized that I was kind of naive making my schedule so that I would go to class at 6am when I work the night before until nine o'clock or 1030 and can't settle down for the sleep that I, that you need in order to get up in the morning. And 
Um, so that was that was okay because it forced me to make a, another decision. And but I like that whole idea, like the decision is made. I'm going to class. This time I had to like be a little bit creative, which I loved. And I was like, okay, I cannot get to the studio. I you know this isn't going to work because I do have to work tonight. Or I have to do this. I rolled out my mat, did a home practice, mm -hmm. and it felt great. That's fantastic. And even. It's really good. It made me realize too how packed my weeks are and how I really need to not make decisions and just have times when I naturally go to class that it's just naturally part of my day and it's not a decision-making process and I'll be better off for it. Um, and one night I did something that's so never what I do. I actually did like a before bed practice. I did a really simple yin practice, three poses, three minutes each and felt settled to go to bed. Because the other thing too is I had said I was going to go to class. I didn't go to class. And, you know, that can just sort of just roll in your brain right. over and over. Right. And I didn't do it. You didn't do it. I was like, stop thinking about it. Figure something out. Right. Show up and be done. And that felt great. Good. Well, that makes me think that maybe what I'd like to talk to you today, talk about today during our 12 minutes for the Drishti Dozen is what a home practice looks like and what the point of it is. And like, what has your experience been in general? Actually, I want to back up just for a minute and say, I think it's great that you chose to not actually do the practice when it wasn't going to serve you. Do you know what I mean? Because we said we wanted to do this so that our weeks would feel better. Right? Right. And if, if you get home late and, you know, you take some time to wind down and by the time you get to bed, in order to get to the class you have written in your schedule, you get four and a half hours of sleep. That's no good. That's right? Good. I mean, maybe if it's like one day and you actually have to be there because you've, you know, because you're teaching or something like that, that's one thing. But I think it's great that you, that no was really good yoga for you to do. But what I'm curious about. strong, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it just it just feels really when you said naive, I think that's one of the things a challenge is amazing because it's good to show up for yourself. But if there's like a, a violence to it, it's not good to show up for yourself. Good. Like, I think that that's great. So what I'm curious about, I would like to hear more about when you did decide you were going to do a home practice, like what did you draw on? What have you done? What have you done in the past? Like, where do you set up? What what does it? When you do something at home, what does it look like? Because I know your practice in the studio really well. Right, right? that's interesting. And and so here, when I when I do something like that, where I need to do a yoga practice, like I need, like not like I need to, but I need to. Yeah. Um. Typically, um, I'm in my kitchen where I keep my yoga mat. I roll it out on the floor, and I have an audience. You know, Wilson wants to get in on it, and Miles is always very attentive and uh is miles usually out of his cage like perched nearby it depends on the yeah it depends on the time of day uh-huh you know sometimes you know he kind of flies a little bit closer wants to see what's going on and it's nice to sort of have that like the whole house gets excited over the fact that i'm going to be doing this and um <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know <laughs> and sometimes i'll do you know the bikram series I'll just do the 26 postures one time and run through them and it feels great um yeah so I'm the center of attention so and do you this usually end up doing something from the Bikram 
practice or do you like are there because I know you do some other kinds of yoga too sometimes and you said you did yin as kind of an end of yep. the day thing I ended up doing yin as an end of the day thing and that was a really nice feeling too three poses that I probably wouldn't have normally done like I did like that not quite puppy dog but sort of like that like melting heart like reaching forward uh-huh. you know down knees I did sort of dragonfly where your arm where you're let you know it right and you yep. sort of lean forward your legs out and then I did a really gentle supine twist all of them great in their own right a little back bend a little forward bend and a twist you can't go wrong but so gently <laughs> and uh and then the other um a lot of times I will do like a vinyasa flow mm-hmm. I'll do like Surya Namaskar A or Surya Namaskar B, something like that. And I bring some of that into my practice. But this week what I did was just sort of what what was a little bit familiar to me. Mm-hmm. And I may just do a standing series, something like that, however much time I have to fill it in. And I just use the knowledge that I have. It's okay that it's not in a heated room and all that stuff. Yeah. It's okay to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to give myself permission, Ellen, to do it that way. Just to, just to right. show up on my mat at home and do it. Right. And not feel like... Like that, it's so compelling that I have to get there. Life's changed, you know. Before I was a teacher, it was a different story. Now I'm a teacher. A lot of the time that I allocated to practice goes to teaching. Right. No, it's really hard to show up and practice every single day when you're also in the hot room to teach. Both it's both the hours. It's also just the sweat. You know, sometimes there's days when there's only so much you can take. Yeah, you're yeah. trying to have to wrap it up and be done. Right. And, uh, you know, days of like a lot of heavy sweating are over. So that's kind of how it felt for me. What about like for you? Have you done them or how do you do it when you do a home practice? Well, the very first yoga I ever did was a video at home. You know, I went and bought a mat at a sports store and came home and like, and I, and I liked the way it felt, but I've, I've never loved yoga videos. I sometimes find them to be like really phony seeming even though the yoga is just the yoga um so that was I used to do that before I started doing Bikram so that was like 13 years ago and then for a while Bikram was my practice you know like the 26 and 2 going to the studio sweating and so if I practiced at home which I did a couple of I, I would do every once in a while I would go into one room in our house where you can really close it up and crank up the heat I would bring in a space heater like I felt like I had to be in the heat And then I would do, you know, there's a recording that's actually, I I find it to be quite hilarious in a way, but um, that I would listen to. And it was really hard to keep myself doing it the whole time. You know what I mean? Like I missed being in a community and with the teacher. So I don't know, maybe I've done it like 10 times in my life. What's always been hard for me is like, just show up in your mat and do what feels like what you should be doing for yoga. You know what I mean? Like just do what your body wants you to do. So when I do something at home, now I have like three different things I would say I would do. One is at the end of my teacher training, which was almost three years ago, um, we learned a series of yoga moves called the five Tibetans. And if you want to know more about that, you should look it up online. There's kind of an interesting apocryphal story that goes along with it. But and I don't know if the story is true, but you basically do um, you do some spinning with your arms out. You lie on your back and do some leg lifts. You do some back bends. You do basically like a reverse, like a reverse tabletop. And then you do some up dogs and down dogs. And 
I found that it's just super invigorating. And when I came back from training, I was in a mode where I was teaching as much as I possibly could. I just want, I took every single class I could possibly get. And all of a sudden I went from practicing twice a day to practicing sometimes not at all in like three days. And so I started doing the Tibetans every morning. And I don't think, this is kind of amazing actually. I don't think there's a single morning since then that I haven't done some version of them. That's Even amazing. If like, okay, so the idea when you do the five Tibetans is you have these exercises and you're supposed to work up to doing each one 21 times. Uh-huh. You know, like 21 spins, 21 leg lifts. And I have probably never gone farther than like, I mean, every once in a while I'll do 21, but like usually the most I've gotten up to is like 15. The other day... Oh. I was, I, before I came to your class, I got up so early, Louise. That's how much I love you. That's well, how much I love like, this yoga. And I did one of each thing. I just, I can't not do it now. There's something about like moving my body in that way. So I do, I actually already do that every day. And sometimes in cl- if I'm teaching a morning class and we'll get to the first backbend of Half Moon, I'll say, I'm, you know, this is probably your first backbend of the day. And part of me always wants to say, not my first backbend of the day. You know, like <laughs> I've already done seven backbends today. So that's been a home practice for me. Another thing is if I'm just feeling like, I don't even know what the word is, fractious in my body. I will mm-hmm. sometimes do like three to five pranayama breaths and half moon. Like the half moon, like side bends, back bend, forward bend. And I feel like it just wakes me up and then occasionally I will just plop on my mat and you know do a bunch of sun salutations or something like that it's mostly the morning routine is pretty set in stone if I if I do yoga at other parts of the day it's because I've started to get that feeling of like build up in my body right like something needs to be released like my shoulders are starting to feel super tight or um, I'm having a hard time breathing or you know what I mean like just that Fractious is the best word I can use to think of it. It's just like, and since I recently did a yin training and started teaching yin, sometimes I will also do whatever, like I'll be working on my, you know, when you teach the 26 and two, you show up and you teach with the same thing every day, but it's new for me to have to put together a sequence. And so sometimes I will do the sequence a couple of times at home, but that's kind of what it looks like for me. And I, when you said, I think you said this earlier, something about, um, no, you said this when you posted this week that you felt like a home practice was almost cheating. Yeah. Is that what you said? I did say that. Yeah. Because, um, because I don't have necessarily a teacher and I'm not doing it in a, in a formatted environment. Well, you you also generally don't have that same feeling of like wiped out exhaustion that I think. A lot like of just us who do the head. 26 and yeah. 2 or the 84 or whatever, like love that feeling of having pushed it to the limit and like really gotten wrung out. It's hard to get that at home. It is hard to get it at home. And I think that's it. It's like this sort of disappointment that it can't happen and then it's not real. But, you know, this week with one of those practices that I did, you know, where I did it first thing in the morning, I got up, Ellen, and I did my practice. And when I was finished, it had the components of not being like so physically tired, but being just sort of done, like I'm done and grateful, which is a true practice. You know, I don't right, have to get right. hung up on 
the same result all the time or that same feeling all the time. And this feeling was genuine and it felt I was done. I was right. done. I did my best. My body felt it was working with me and I gained this new respect for home practice. There's so many different ways of doing yoga. And I know sometimes there's these weird conversations that happen between different schools or traditions of like, well, that's not really yoga because you're not doing this. Yeah, yeah. You know, or to me, that doesn't feel like yoga because it's because it's not this. But really, it's showing up, moving your body in a mindful way so that you feel better afterward, right? So that you feel like stronger and like more clear in your body, more clear in your mind and like ready to do the other life. things in your life, right? So that's exactly yoga without all that pressure. Right. So it doesn't have to be, it can be in your PJs on your mat at home and it can feel, it, it'll be a different feeling than you get at the end of a class with a group of other people, with a teacher pushing you or guiding you or giving you advice, but it's still, Which, it's still a practice. It's not cheating. It's just a different flavor of the same gelato. If you know exactly. what I mean. I so did the timer just go off? It did. Okay. So that's 12 minutes. It always goes by so fast. Yeah. It, it's so fast, Ellen. I think that's really good. I feel like we covered like a lot and a lot about home practice and we have somewhere to go with it. So what about if this week's challenge is to do a home practice every day? I think I love it. Okay. So speaking of cheating, I'm thinking about how you kind of came up against an edge of like, oh, I was naive, or that wasn't realistic, or, you know, about showing up every day at the studio for this past week, given what you had going on. And so I'm thinking, I know that I'm not cheating by doing this, but I just feel like I'm saying out loud that I feel like I am. But I think what I'd like to do for my home practice is recommit to um, the five Tibetans that I do in the morning, and maybe take it you know, just take it a little bit more seriously. Like rather than just, I did show up and I bent my spine in all those directions that just try to do like maybe a couple more rep repetitions than I want to do. Or then actually that's not really even the spirit of this comp of this, this challenge. I'm going to show up and do the five Tibetans every morning because that kind of is my home practice and I'll post and well, talk about I, it. Yeah. Ellen, it is your home practice. I know it really is. So why? You just you know didn't that? realize. It just reveals such a strange thing about us as people, though, isn't it? Like, I'm not saying you and me. I'm saying people people in general. People. There's kind of this sense of, like, it's very easy to get to a place where you're like, is that good enough? Is that enough? Could that possibly, could what I'm already doing possibly count? And yes, the answer is yes. So I will be posting about the five Tibetans. So if our listeners want to learn more about it, they should follow this week for sure. Because So you're going to... You're going to do the five Tibetans every day then? Yes, that I already do. As a whole and practice. Yes. Okay. And how about I you? Am, yeah, I love this idea. And I feel like last week really um, helped me look at home practice differently. And um, I am going to explore a couple of options so that when it is time for me to do a home practice, I have a couple of, I have a couple of tools that I can always go to, that I don't have to be like, Oh, but what am I going to do? Do you know what right, I mean? Right. No, that's the piece that totally makes you stop. It, it does. Right? It stops me dead in my tracks. Here's I'm the like, thing. Well, if, I can't do all if you were going to yeah. do Tai Bo, 
which I don't know if you ever went through a Taibo phase, but you'd be like, should I do Taibo video one or two or three? And so if you have like a little mini library and you're like, I'm going to do a home practice instead of being like, uh, is it going to be Bikram light? Is it going right. to be like, what is it going to be? I think that sounds great. And I can't wait to see what you are going to try. I'm going to come up with a home practice that I can do every day this week. And that's not going to, I don't want it to get in the way of anything else I do. I don't know what my practice is going to look like this week. I know it's going to be bit. I know I'm going to have a really busy week with a lot of time demands and a holiday weekend. But usually on a holiday weekend, when I go away, I don't do any yoga. So now I can do my home practice when I'm away because and it's okay to do. I think the people you're going away with are going to be so excited. They are. To see your home practice and maybe even join in with you. So if they'd like to be featured Kinda in like the post. Miles and Willie. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, right. They'll be like, what's going on here in the kitchen? So... <laughs> How about if the hashtag for this week is Drishti Press Home Practice? Got it. Okay. I can't wait to get this started. Yeah, I think this is going to be great. I really like, you know what I really appreciate is how what genuinely happened for you during the challenge leads to like the next piece of experimentation, right? Oh, it went. here's how it really went. It feels to me like, um, you know, sometimes there's a critique of, kind of the Instagramification of yoga and like perfection and yes, I always handstand this way, you know, and this feels like, I don't know. I just really, I appreciate the honesty. I think it's good. I do too. So this another great, honest week yeah. at Drishti Press and I'll see you next week, Louise. See you next week, Ellen. Okay. Bye. Okay. Have a great week. You too. Bye. Bye. Ooh.